I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. People always remind me of the Mega Mix. Apparently, it's the one to listen to if you want to get like a good Saturday's fix. And I, I'm out there listening to it. I actually put it on the gym the other day, and I was just like working out, going, "Woo, yeah!" <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week I'm joined by super songstress, one-fifth of the most iconic girl group ever, an all-round Irish mega babe. It's Una Healy, everybody! Woo! Hey! Oh, what a lovely intro. Oh, you're, <laughs> honestly, you know, before we go one step further, I would just like to address the elephant in the room. I've had a spray tan and I can't wash it off until later. So this is why right. I just, oh, it's, a, it's a little bit more mahogany than I like to be on me podcasts. And you look so gorgeous. So I just wanted to address the um, very, very <laughs> orange elephant, which is me in this case. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, thank you. And thank you so much for agreeing to join me today. I know how busy you are. Yeah, and I'm delighted to chat to you because I've been wanting to chat to you for so long. I'd love to meet you properly, obviously, because um, I feel like I know you, even though, like, I obviously I follow you on Instagram. I've, I've watched you on TV for years. I've read your books. I feel like I do know you, but I've not physically met you, which hopefully we will one day soon. Oh, definitely. This little podcast chat is 110% a precursor to us becoming very best friends. Yes. So that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Your accent is so nice. I did my little obligatory research thing before I chatted to you. And I believe I found out you're from Tipperary. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I'm from Tipperary in Ireland, which is um, it's like the lar- largest um, inland county in Ireland. So I'm right bang in the middle of Southern Ireland. And is it as pretty as it sounds? Because the name's lush. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a, when I say I'm from Tipperary, a lot of people will say, oh, it's a long way because there's oh, a song going, it's a long yeah. way to Tipperary. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, all over the world, people kind of know, but they've no idea really where it is. Um, but yeah, no, it is beautiful here. It's very green. It rains quite a lot, but um, it's my home, you know, yeah. so I love it. Yeah, and honestly, it took every inch of my self-resolve not to sing that to you as well. Like I'm very familiar. <laughs> I did it for you. I usually get it out of the way and just do it for everyone. Yeah, yeah. before anyone else can. Yeah. What was it like growing up somewhere like that? I imagine super idyllic, very traditional. Yeah, it's beautiful here. Um, I had a lovely childhood here in in Tipperary in Ireland, and you know, I made some really really good friends, and um, who I. There were that are still really good friends to this day, which is great. You know, and like now that I've come back to Ireland, I've reconnected really closely with them again. Um, but yeah, I had a great, great childhood. It's quite it's a small enough town. It's like about seven or eight thousand people. Um, yeah, I went to, went to school here my whole life. Um, got involved. Was quite a competitive child. Got involved in the swim club when I was 
four or five and was a competitive swimmer, joined the running club. So there was always like things to do and I was I was very active. So um yeah, I had a had a really lovely childhood here and I'm back again. So all these years later, you know. Has it been an easy transition back? Are you enjoying it? Has it felt like home or yeah, it's always home, but like I moved to the UK well for the for the Saturdays um uh-huh. in two thousand and eight. Jesus. I spent like yeah so I spent 12 years in the UK and then when the pandemic hit, I was over in the UK, obviously all on my own. I didn't have a support network around me. So I made the decision when the second lockdown started, I was like, I can't stay here. It's too lonely. I'm too isolated. Mm-hmm. I need to get back to my family where I have that support. So that made the decision for me to come home. But I'm here still two years later. I didn't think that I'd stay here. I kind of felt it was kind of like a temporary kind of like transition for me. But it's just the kids have started school here and they're very happy. And when they're happy, I'm happy. So yeah. it's, the, it's a per, the perfect base for me to be here and, you know, to have my, my parents around because they're so amazing to help me with the children as well. So I'm back here and I can't see myself going anywhere anytime soon, you know. <laughs> well, honestly, I think like although the pandemic and I say this a lot, it was horrible for so many reasons and I it, it, I struggled with certain elements of it like it definitely showed me what I wanted out of life and it weirdly you know it wasn't all the fancy London restaurants and living life a million miles an hour it was mm. seeing more of my family it was spending time with the people I cared about you know so it sounds like mm. you kind of had the same thought process yeah like I personally be honest I I hated the lockdown it's just I found it really difficult oh I was especially the first one I I think everybody found it really strange but I hate not being around people and I come to such a a people's person not being around being in the company of others um so I found it really hard and um yeah it, it just it just made the decision for me to come home here to Ireland but I had like set up home in in the UK too so I still call it my my home from home I'm I'm back thankfully I'm back on planes again and I'm over and back quite a lot again. And yeah. I do my radio show, which is Absolute Radio Country, which I can do from home, but it is a UK station. So I still get to record it and go over and back now, work back back over there again. And I've made so many friends over there too. So I haven't lost touch exactly, you know, so they're so close. You can just head on a, a flight, it takes an hour, you know, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I, uh, I didn't, I didn't, didn't, didn't enjoy lockdown whatsoever. I just found it really, really tough. Yeah, didn't like it. I'm sure I didn't really learn anything either. And also it, it didn't inspire, you know what I mean? Like all these, so many people go, oh, I didn't learn really anything. anything. Yeah, I didn't, didn't, didn't fucking do a bit, learn nothing. I was just feeling like shite most of the time, to be honest. Um, yeah, so I was, um, but coming home, it did actually like, yeah, I, I, got, I got to see my friends again. I got to like, you know, sneak down. Like we were meant to have this thing where you're not meant to go to someone else's house, but like we did the odd times in, in the dark, like knocking the doors and we got a bottle of wine. Yeah, we'd like see each other and, just to, like have the chats again. I was like, oh, thank God I'm in company of people, you know. Um, but, yeah, no, I, did, I didn't like it. I didn't really learn anything. And I also didn't find it inspiring for me as a, a songwriter because like I've been writing since I was 12 years old and, you know, writing music and singing and performing are like just such a part of my DNA. So um, it, it, it wasn't great. I was doing a few kind of like Zoom sessions and I tried to write as well over over Zoom and I, I just can't do that. Like I like to be in the room. Not your creative process. No. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I sound so negative about the pandemic, no. but the good news is it's over. <laughs> so yay. Honestly, mate, like I'm sure loads of people listening to this can not only relate, but will also appreciate your honesty. Like I always try and put a positive spin on some stuff, but I can just remember like 
feeling so lonely at certain times and like I missed so my sister had um, a little girl just before lockdown started maybe chatter in the January and didn't all get like locked up in sort of like the Feb March and I just mm. felt like I was missing so much of these integral small moments and yeah luckily Maeve's a really like robust and very adventurous little girl because I know a lot mm. of children who were born in lockdown are very shy and have found adjusting difficult mm. so I can relate miss it, it didn't mm. Didn't stop me writing songs. I've never wrote them before, but I did miss loads of, of Maybe's formative years, which was sad. So fuck me, honestly, Una. Mm. I think we all feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it looks wow. as though since then you've made up for lost time and absolutely not stopped. I had a little look on your Insta before, and obviously I know you to be like a very accomplished and busy woman, and I know we've done similar stuff. We both did like sport relief and things like that. Yes, Team Blue as well. Yeah. And honestly, I was like asking them before I did it because I did the gymnastics and it was like the last one and I was like how we're getting like obviously I I think in this industry everyone has a little bit of competitive edge don't they we're here for a reason um, and I was like oh how are we doing how's the blue team doing and they were like we are behind but Una Healy absolutely smashed the relay like I don't know if you know like, they were like yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen her run I was like weirdly enough I've never seen Una Healy run but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all that we talk it's about. We just see every day. Yeah, yeah. No, I loved it. It's really, it was really fun. Obviously, for such a great cause as well. But that competitive streak that I have, I got to get it back out again. I love running. I love, um, yeah, keeping fit and everything. So yeah, I was just so eager to get out there and just sprint as fast as I could which yeah. I did <laughs> you did you smashed it and apart, like aside from that you've got your radio show you're also doing a spot of presenting now I know you're back yeah. songwriting and nurturing your music career what I really just wanted to ask is are you tired I was tired just from looking at your fucking Instagram do you know what I like I, I managed like it's the question especially when you're like a single mom and you're like you know trying to I get asked it quite a lot like how do you juggle everything yeah. but like my like my primary you know, job in life is to look after my children. So yeah, they, they can tire me out at times, but they are at a really good age now. They're, they're seven and 10, but like literally their schedule is like what I go by. So everything they're doing, I have to make, make sure that they're, they're fed and watered and they're dropped to school and their lunches are in there and everything all like that. Like everything else I do aside from, from that, like it might even as, you know, cause you see, you know, Instagram can be quite deceptive because it's not exactly everyone's entire day. Um, if you could really see inside what my day is like, it's like it's it's like 90 percent the kids and that little 10 percent is just me, you know. So um, like I have like a very fulfilled life and my children have provided me that and like I'd be lost without them, to be honest, you know. And honestly, like they're so cute. I did have to have again a little Google on how to say their names right because I was desperate to yeah. not get them wrong. <laughs> and I think I've nailed. So it's Aoife and Aoife and Tag. Tag. Yeah, Tyg. so it's like oh. Tyg, yeah, Tyg, you're close, yeah. So, so, so Tyg, um, Aoife and Tyg, Tyg is like pronounced like tiger without the R, both Irish <laughs> names. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. 
it'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So, yeah, it really important so cute. to you to kind of like honour your sort of your culture, your upbringing and give them Irish names or were they just names you loved? So, like it was, I think it was my dad. I was, I did, we actually didn't really know what to call Aoife um, when she was, just before she was born. And we had a few names in the pipeline. And then my dad mentioned Aoife and then we both just said, and he actually, my ex-husband, he loved it as well. He's like, yeah. So even though he was, he's English, he had no problem with it. He said, that's a beautiful name. And actually Aoife means beautiful in Irish. Oh. So it was a no brainer. We went with that. And then actually he suggested Ty for Tyg. And I said, do you know that there's actually an Irish name called Tyge? And, and, like, and, and, and he went, he was like, yeah, why not? Yeah, it sounds great. So yeah, <laughs> I didn't force the, the names on. Like he actually, we both came came up with them together, really, you know. Um, and yeah, I think it's great now actually that they have them too. So um, because they actually don't have my second name because they have their dad's second name. And yeah. sometimes like it's a bit awkward, you know, especially if you're checking them in somewhere or if you're at the airport and you're like there, like I have to bring their birth certs every time I travel or fly because really? I'm traveling with these two children with different sur- a different surname to me. And like they are my, clearly my children, you know, <laughs> but they might be like, you know, different surnames. So it is kind of nice for me that they have got Irish first names, yeah. you know. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what? There's absolutely no mistake in Aoife for your little girl, though, mate. Yeah. The complete chip off the old box. Like, I uh, think she's <laughs> a mini me, isn't she? Oh, she's the image of me. Like, I can even say that myself because I look back at some pictures of when I was younger and I, there was one that I showed it to Tyg and I was like, who's that? And he went, Aoife. And I was like, no, it's me. <laughs> it's mummy. <laughs> yeah. Do they call, do you get, is it mummy? Is that Irish as well? Yeah. yeah. Mummy. And they're, they've got like, after two years here, especially Aoife, her accent is, is very strong Irish now. It's just like, like a hint of, of English in it, but um, Tiges is still quite half and half. A little bit yeah. of oh, bless him. Mm. And I know I mentioned before you're a super busy lady, but it seems to me as though being a mummy is like the most fulfilling job of all for you. Oh, it's, it's the number one. Like everything I do is for my kids, you know. Um, and it's, yeah, it's tough at times because I am the primary carer. And as I said, I had to move back here for the support system with my my parents. So I can still work because I want to be an inspiration to my children. I have to put a crust on the table. So I have to stay working. And, you know, I, I spent my whole life gearing up to what I do. And I'm very privileged to do what I do. Um, and I never want to let that go. And obviously, to be honest, when the kids start school, like there are those hours in the day where you, you get to, you know, have your, your time back again. When they're very little, it's it's very, very hard to juggle both. But you do manage with help. I'm mm-hmm. going to lie. You need the help. Takes a village, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And take it when you get it as well. Whoever's offering to take it. You know? <laughs> yeah. But um, I just want to, yeah, I just want to inspire them to work really hard and follow your dreams and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, they are. They're my everything. So everything I do is for them. Yeah, well, you can tell that like absolutely gorgeous. They seem so happy, so well adjusted from the bits I've seen on your Instagram. They just look like they're having a really great. They life, are so. really, yeah, genuine. Like, no, they moved back here first. They were a little bit unsettled, and I think anyone would be moving back, moving from a different country, leaving yeah. your friends. 
um, it just in the pandemic, it was a strange time. We were stuck together all the time at home. But um, they're actually the happiest they've ever been right now. And that's that's what makes me happy. Yeah. Oh, well, it would be mm. as well. I'm so pleased for you. And it, mm. from what I've read, it does sound as though like Ethan's hoping to like follow in the old footsteps. A little bit of, your daughter, is she a little bit of a drama queen? Oh, she, so she is a bit. She said she wants to be an actress. <laughs> so, But I don't know. Like, I'm like, well, you're going to have to go to stage school for that, you know, mm. and um, there isn't a stage school here in Thurles, but I just think get your education. It's like my parents always said to me, get the education first, you know, and then do all the rest of it. But um, like for me, like I, I didn't actually start playing guitar and writing songs till I was 12 and she's still only 10. So I'm not going to push her into that that sort of thing um, and um, unless she really, really wants to do it. And I will support her on it if, if that is what she wants to do. Yeah. Do you believe there's like an age where she should sort of like do it, like do all of academics and education until then, then she should make the decision? Yeah. Yeah. So, see, well, well, I I was writing and performing, and everybody knew in school that I was going to go on to do music because I'd always be the one whipping out the guitar, like at any open day in school, <laughs> or if there was ever a party or a function or anything, I'd be there, do, you know, with the, with, the, with the guitar out. <laughs> you are that kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and the one like then that was in a little local rock band in town. Um, so I knew that I because I studied quite hard in school, I wanted to fo- find something to fall back on. And my parents were very much like, yeah, do do that. It's a sensible thing to do. So I tried a couple of avenues in life. Like I was like, both vocations. So I tried nursing and I tried primary school teaching and they didn't work out. And because I was dropping out, I felt very disheartened with life going, oh, this is not what I'm not made. What am I made to do? And then my mother just said, you want to, you want to do music, don't you? You want to sing. So she was like, just, she said, give it, give it five years and see what happens. So that's mm-hmm. what I did. So, you know, this, the time comes and it can happen at any time, you know, you, you don't have to, to start really young at anything. You can you can decide to do something that you love or pursue it at any time in your life, whenever it feels right for you. But like, I would never say there's a definitive time where you're like, this is the time I have to do it because if it doesn't happen by this time, it will never happen. Because if I went past that five years, I wasn't going to give up. No way. I'd stay gone. <laughs> and, I'll ne- and I'll never give up, you know? No, but why should you on your dreams and stuff, you know? And I feel like looking at everything you're doing now, what you sort of, your goals, they've definitely diversified. You are now, turn your hand of presenting on the six o'clock show as well, haven't you? Yeah. Um, I love that show, Una. I've been on a couple of times. Have you been on? Have you? Oh, it's pretty. Hopefully you'll get on now sometime that I'm on. No, I'd love to. And I've never been across and like actually sat in the studio and done it face to face. It's always been across Zoom. And again, my first time was like in the pandemic. Um, And the second time I did it really recently to talk about my documentary. Um, So no, I'd love to get over and give it a good go. Because it's you and Brian Dowling now, isn't it? Yeah, we we do some some days together. They switch it around on Fridays. So um, I've been doing most Fridays for the last few months. Um, but I, I started guest presenting, like even while I was in the in the Saturdays, I was coming over and back doing bits um, and presenting. I also did The Voice of Ireland. So I kind of like had got into TV over the last few years, but it's 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 more it's more and more and more these days, you know. Um, but it's nice to do a few different things and keep your your life diverse as well, isn't it? Well, I suppose it keeps you on your toes. Like every day is like exciting. Nothing's predictable. Um, yeah. Music's still your first passion. Oh yeah, it is. You know, um, like I, I just love, love writing songs, love performing. Um, and yeah, I'm bringing out a new song next month, actually a song that I wrote originally when I was only 15 years old. Um, and it was a very deep and meaningful song for a 15 year old to write. I don't know why it was writing so like intense about life and about how important life is and how 
you know, you have to take the rough with the smooth and all that kind of thing. But I kept the song and I actually demoed it a couple of times over the years. And it wasn't until the last year I was like, oh, I'm going to bring that song back out again. I feel it's a very important time to to reflect on life and how how amazing it is. And just to give hope to people as well, to listen to the lyrics, because I feel I've lived enough life now to be able to deliver that song with hopefully hope for some people, because my life has been very turbulent, you know, yeah. and I feel that if people listen to the lyrics of it, they will know that like, yeah, there, there are struggles in life and there's lots of paths you can take and some that aren't so great, but you can come back from them and, jo- and start another journey, another road and, and it will lead to better things. You know, it's not all dead ends, you know. I think when you're like 15, we... I don't know. I'm sp- I'm making a sweeping generalization, but I felt like I had the monopoly on emotions. Like oh, I just, yeah. you, you just you <laughs> yeah. feel everything really so intensely, don't oh, you? That first yeah. heartbreak, nobody can ever. Uh, you, you just think nobody's ever felt as sad as I feel right now. The first, you know, the first time you fall in love, nobody's ever mm. loved like I love. So it doesn't surprise me that you are writing yes. such like emotion, emotive stuff at that age, but. It definitely feels as though like after all the life experiences and stuff you've had and as we get a Mm. bit older, I don't know, we just are more, we have more experience to be able to talk on these things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true because I had a notepad beside my bed and like every night I'd write down all these feelings and poems and just uh, different, different things that I felt, oh, this has to have to get this down because I'm feeling so intense about this. But I'm actually glad that I did that because now I can look back on it and go, you know what? Like I did have those feelings, but they were what they were at the time. They meant sort of slightly different than they do now. But yeah. Oh, honestly, I can't wait to listen to it, mate. I, you said it was yesterday and I had this moment just before we came on and I thought I'd love to be able to talk to her in depth about the single, but hadn't I just had me fucking spray tan? And I thought, <laughs> oh, I know she's going to make me cry. I absolutely uh, know this song will make me cry. And I thought, if, if it ruins this time, I have to go uh, tomorrow. It like, streaks down my face, I'll be fuming. Uh, so top of the to-do list, Una. And honestly, I'm so pleased for you, mate so much you're so welcome well that's yeah. the end of part one i want to talk to you okay. all about the saturdays in part two and a little rumor that i've heard about you potentially going in the jungle so can i catch you in oh part two? <laughs> it's like what <laughs> i was oh. like I, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> oh well bollocks i was really looking forward to that one as well oh. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.